Okay, good morning. Today's class is in the Mishma Yerchon the Anu Gadali Siyon Ben Neima and the success of Yerushalayim Elisheva and Gadiel Ben Elisheva Shefron Elisheva Reina Makav Tov Basha and Gadiel Ben Elisheva and Emet Ben Elisheva. Also, Rav Shulema of Rav Shalom Ben Yavne and Daniel Ben Sara. God willing, Bishat Hashem. I'm here to the. I'm here in Florida the rest of the summer. So we are going to have. If you guys want, you guys can come to the morning class. Uh, it's in Nativa Ezra. It's, the class is right after Nets prayer. So this is usually around 45 minutes after Nets. It's, it's around, what time is it now? 7.40. So it's usually around 7, 7.40, 7.45. Everybody's welcomed. It's in the, in the building in the side of... So I'm opening up the class for Elul, whoever wants to come. They're more than welcome to come in the mornings. Um, and God willing, hopefully my le- next trip will be to Uman Rosh Hashanah. Very excited about that. Okay, so today's class, something that I think we need a chizuk on is willpower. How do we, what's the science on willpower? How do we build willpower? Obviously, we're going into Elul. Sometimes our willpower is depleted. And we're going to talk about practical strategies um, from two books. One book is called Willpower by Roy Baumeister. Um, and another one by Kelly... Kelly McGonagall, author of Willpower Instinct. In willpower, the science of willpower is basically Ratzon. How do we try, try to hit our goals? Obviously, if we just, you know, we want, we want to hit goals in our lives, we want to have self-control in our lives, but there's a, definitely a strategy. Our, our creator tells us one thing is obviously through prayer, Ratzon, building that desire, but there's also practical strategies that we, that we can have. For, for building that, for building that, you know, for some, some of it could be, for example, if you want to work out, you know, if you don't, you know, wake up in the morning, put your shoes right next to your bed. Like there's a, there's got to be a, 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 you have to cut the decision fatigue um, with a lot of things in our life. You know, there's many reasons why people wear this, you know, very similar clothes. They don't want to have a, they don't have, they don't want to waste time on what to wear, what to, what to. So there's a lot of things we could do to pre-commit. And we're going to talk about great strategies. And the reason why this is important, again, because self-control and, and, and self-esteem is very, very connected. The more self-control you have, the more confidence you're going to build in yourself, the more you, you're, you're going to take long-term goals. But when we, when we feel depleted and we can't get anything done, and uh, our life is, uh, you know, is a, there's a lot of confusion, it doesn't make us too ambitious. It makes us very going to, you know, going to constantly going to mood. You know, there's even a study that shows if you, if you, the first thing you should do, if, you have, if, you're, if your room is clean, if your house is clean, you have 25% more willpower. I mean, just the fact that you know, your house being clean and having a clean desk and having a clean office, just that gives you 25% willpower, where you, if you have, you know, your desk is completely full of things and your house is messy and this is messy, you're going to just feel exhausted. You feel depleted. So just little things. That's what I want to talk about today, just the science of it. And we're going to talk about how to really, really develop that. Um, I know my, for example, the reason why I, I wake up very early. Um, because I know if I don't wake up early and I don't do my spiritual things, there's no way in the afternoon it's happening. The willpower is not there. The business is, there's so many distractions. It's just not going to happen. So we have to really, really pre-commit. This is really, this class is really, I would say, pre-committing. Pre-committing. Buying your willpower at the, in the right place. For example, let's say you have a sugar addiction. You know, let's say you have a sugar addiction and, and sugar's, you know, really affecting you. you, know, if, you if you sit there and, and buy 
all that buy the, the whatever you're gonna buy donuts, in the, in from the supermarket, and you and they're in your pantry. Your willpower is not gonna be there. You're not gonna have the willpower at night when you're when you're upset about something to not grab that donut. You have to pre-commit, and not buy that at the grocery store. This is what we're talking about here. Is really really pre-committing, making decisions way 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 ahead, playing more offense and playing defense, and this is just simple fundamentals. Studies are showing there's a marshmallow in there's a there's a great great study, um, in in the school of Pennsylvania by Walter Mischel and he and he basically came out with the marshmallow experience and he gave us he gave the marshmallow experience a great experience in life. Basically says you can have one marshmallow right now, or you can have marshmallow. He told, told kids you can have one marshmallow right now, or you can have two marshmallows in 20 minutes. And the kids and they watched the kids. And the kids that were able to build that willpower and waited the 20 minutes, they had much more success across their lives because they were able to hold out, to wait, wait for delayed gratification. The people that took the instant, instant gratification, right away mentally, more drug, more drug addictions, more depression, etc. So there's a great correlation between Instant gratification and delayed gratification. If you talk about my, <laughs> my classes 101, are getting you to build enough self-esteem to get you to delayed gratification. Because if you have instant gratification in everything, such as the 40-day challenge, such as all these things that we're going through, handling your emotions, all of these things, this has a tremendous effect on long, long-term your success in life. How you're having delayed gratification. And we know this exactly, Rabbi Nachman says, Keter. Keter is willpower. Keter is will. If you're not willing to wait, you have to wait. Waiting is Qatar. You're going to get karet, cut. So it's funny, the same word, Keter, karet, right? Waiting, this whole concept of waiting gets you to the crown. You want the, you want the Keter, you want the crown? You got to wait. You don't, want to, you don't want the crown? You're going to get the correct. And I tell guys, listen, many times you have to be able to make some sacrifice. You need to get some money in the game. So this is the marshmallow experience. It's about delayed gratification. It's all about delayed gratification. Think about addictions. It's all right away, instant gratification. So what does that do long-term to self-esteem? It destroys it. Because it tells me I don't have enough money. I don't love myself enough to be willing to wait and, and, and not have this... Um, not have this um, I, not have this constant you know impulsiveness so impulsiveness is going to lead you to depression and sadness when you have delayed gratification when you're able to control the breath that's where you're really really going to get success in life just think about practically think about when somebody upsets you somebody sent me a very nasty comment yesterday nasty comment like nasty nasty and I, I honestly this morning I really, obviously, I blocked that person. I put a boundary. Zeigezund. Then, what did I do? I prayed for them. I said, wow, for that person to make such a comment. First of all, you're, I don't know you anything. Number one. <laughs> but she made a comment about one of my kids, and you better not lose another one. It was just one of those comments like, wow. Like, how in the world can you say something like this? And it was really, really, I was going to boil and then I said, you know what? For that person to say something, they must be in a really bad state. 
So I really, I forgave them from my heart and, and I prayed for them and I got a, a complete, but I said, that's, that's all about self-control. You have to have that self-control. It, it was just, it was a, it was a brutal comment um, that, Shem Yachem, and, and this, is, this is all the, the work of the Sahara to try to create things. Oh, what are you doing? Look at these people, they're ungrateful. It's all the work of the Sahara. I knew it. But self-control, I was happy that I didn't get up upset and I turned it right into, I saw it right away, I didn't make it about me. I said, wow, that person needs a refuah shalema. Wow, what a refuah shalema she needs. And I went straight into prayer and I felt a thousand times better versus holding that. So that's self-control for ourselves. We have to, have the, we have to develop that self-control. Before I had no self-control, by the way. So this is all about, you know, having that. So this is the marshmallow experience. Just, you know, t- take your kids, tell them, start teaching this. The, the whole point is this could be taught. It's not whether or not I have it or not. You could develop it. You could develop willpower. You know, the, the begin, I remember coming, going into the gyms, going to very difficult workouts. In the beginning, I was throwing up. It was so difficult. And then you start, to, you start developing the muscle. You start developing that willpower. Same thing. You have to be able to get through these wind storms and, and these storms in our lives. But they're going to come to you. Storms have to come. Remember, our Creator is revealed and He's concealed. Can't do anything about it. So when he's revealed, things you, you have clarity in your life, but there's, there has, there's times where he has to be also concealed. And that's where you see nothing but, you know, you don't see clarity. And that's where you have to have the willpower to recognize the light will come back again. So just think about this delayed gratification, especially for Elul. We're coming, delayed gratification. What can you do to have, to have delayed gratification? Instinct, for example... Um, intermediate fasting is like such a great way to show, hey, you have self-control. Eat at this time. It gives you more energy. Even, you know, stuff like that. This tremendous, it gives you tremendous confidence. Bottom line is anytime you have self-control, you're going to have confidence. Anytime you don't have self-control, the confidence is going to go out the window. Pretty much. That's pretty much the, the stage. So the number one thing is, obviously, the marshmallow experience. Cool down your impulses and heat up your vision. It's a beautiful line. Cool up your impulses and heat up your vision. When you're going to a party, you're trying to hook up with this person, that's screwing up from your vision. Your vision is not being heated up. But the more you cool down your impulses, the more you heat up your vision. Beautiful. To the extent that you do that, that is the vision you can have in life. The more impulsive we are, the less likely we can heat up that vision. And that's what we really, really need to flip we really, really need to flip that switch in our lives. You know, it, it, studies are showing that it takes you four hours, pretty much, to recover from anger. Four hours. Four hours it takes your body to fully recover from, from anger. Rabbi Nachman tells us, and, and our sages tell us, the reason why is because we, we pretty much get a soul from the other side. Imagine that, you like get an exchange soul. So it takes you like almost four hours to get back to equilibrium. So think about before you get angry before. Cool off your impulses and heat up your vision. That comment that she gave me right away, I said, I have to cool down this imp- I have to cool it out because I was going to go so Moroccan on, oh yeah, yeah, I couldn't, right into prayer. I went straight into prayer. Straight into prayer. That's what we, we could all do the same thing. Remember, there's, people are a reflection of their mood. Nobody would give anybody else, treat somebody like that, or talk to somebody like that, unless they themselves have tremendous amount of turmoil in their own heads. 
So in life, we, we can be humble and not make everything about us. So again, cool off your impulses, heat up your vision. And that's by having delayed gratification. That builds willpower. Just like you, and you will, what, hap, what will happen is, is just like I can wake up in the morning and build that willpower, then I can do the same thing at work, then I can do the same thing with food. Nobody's going to go do intermediate fasting if they have no wins anywhere else in their lives. <laughs> They're going to say, I failed at this, I failed at this, I failed at this. How am I going to do this? This is why Rabbi Nachman tells us that if you have self-control in Lesson 36, that if you can beat the tava of, of the sexual tava, you can beat everything else. If you can beat that one, everything else is going to be much easier for you. But if you can't beat that one, the rest of it is, is finished. And remember, guys, we have to understand, our, 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 the world today is telling you, if you have any pain, just medicate it, medicate it, medicate it. That's not going to build willpower. How do you build willpower if every single time I have anxiety, I smoke weed? How do you build that willpower? How is that getting you more strength to the next mission? Yeah, but it's medical. Okay, wonderful. But you still have to have, go through an anxiety attack and turn it into excitement. You have to still go through that. It's very important to go through these experiences and not say, I can't handle it. Because what happens? You say, you can't handle this? You're going to say, I can't handle that either. And then you can't handle that either. And then this becomes a new method of, I can't handle anything. And then there goes mental health. So this is, this is not, uh, this is serious stuff. This is really, really serious stuff that we really have to get this concept. This is what Rabbi Nachman says. You have to be willing to suffer a little. If not, you will suffer a lot. He didn't say you're not going to go through any kind of that situation. But we can build this, this willpower, etc. Another beautiful concept, he says, is what kind of person would you be if you could do whatever you needed, whether you felt like it or not, basically what kind of person would you be if your mood did not affect you? What would you be today? I mean, just think about, think about the kind of person you would be. If your mood, how many, I mean, practically we say today, 90% of our decisions are based on our mood. So what kind of person would we be if we had no mood to anything? I, I know what, I, I, would, I would have written 15 books already. What kind of person would we be? How much of it is our mood? Now, we, we know that this concept, there's no way we can just have no mood. It's because our sages tell us that the minute you go to a higher level, you have, opposing, you have that opposing uh, resistance. So it's not like you, know, you can ever be, say, oh, I'm not going to have any issues. But you, you have to be able to plow. Again, plowing through this, plowing through this mood. We have to, what we need to recognize is the following. And this is one of the most important things I tell people. You need to have, specifically with anything spiritual, your behaviors, your identity is determined by actions, determined feelings. That means my behaviors will determine my feelings, not my feelings determine my behaviors. If you can just master that one line, this is basically mind over mood, you will be successful in pretty much every area of your life. That means you're looking for the feeling afterwards not the feeling before. The feeling before, remember, that's coming from the Yetzirah. That's not going to get you there. You need to focus on the feeling afterwards. Such as, oh, I'm tired, I'm in bed, I don't want to wake up. But what, what happens if you do wake up and you start uh, praising your Creator and you start having a great power session? Well, how are you going to feel afterwards? You're going to feel amazing. 
So I want you to focus this, focus more on the feeling afterwards than the feeling before. Feeling before, that means you're doing things on your mood. Practically, you're, you're only, you're gonna, you can only lose. Because, okay, let's, let's, let's say practically what determines your mood. What determines your mood is what you focus on. So let's say I'm not focusing on the right thing. I'm going to be in a bad mood. And then I'm not going to take action. So we know that practically when you focus, whatever you focus on is determining your mood. And that's determining behaviors. And you see this today. Most of the issues today are not, people know what to do. They just can't get to do it. And this is where you have to pre-commit. You have to have strategies against the Yetzirah. And certain strategies will get you there. You know, sometimes I have to put my phone not next to me. I have to put my phone where I have to walk, get up and get it. So now I have to be up. If it's next to me, snooze. If it's, if I have to walk up and get it and an annoying song, um, I'm up. I'm up. Anyway, you might as well run to the bathroom, wash your face and let's go. So this is like, a, these are little strategies that you can just do. Just putting your phone, not, you know, because the snooze button is the worst invention ever created in the world, I think. It's the worst invention ever created in the world. What, is, what that snooze button has done for people's productivity, forget it. So this is something we want to do. What kind of person would we be if we did everything like that? And this is where you could say you, you, your whole life would, be, would change. Would change completely, completely, completely. And remember, the, 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 the same thing in heaven is when you show, when you show ratzon, that means it's not enough to say, okay, well, I'm not focusing, I'm not this. It's your job to show that ratzon. It's your job to constantly go through that concept. There's a great concept here of saying it's very, very important, like anything else. Is in the, it, it's more important, studies are showing, to get the why. If the why is there, the how is going to come. But if we don't get the why... The how's not going to come. Let's say I'm not really into Uman, right? All I'm going to say is, how am I going to get there? But if my why is so big, where am I going? Moldova, this, this. It's not a question about whether or not I'm going or not. The why is so great, the how doesn't matter. But when the why is not so great, all you're dealing with is how, how, how. If you love your spouse and you're really into the marriage, We'll make it happen. Even how you say it. If you don't, how am I going to make, make it through this marriage? See the difference? Why versus how. Why? When you have the why, everything else comes. When you don't have the how, when you don't have the why, then you're de- all day long we're dealing with the how. How is this? How is this going to happen? How is this going to work out? Same thing. Same thing with it. When you have bitachon, you don't, when you have trust in God, you don't have to worry about how, 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 how. When you don't have trust in God, what do you say? How am I going to make it? How am I going to make it? So if you're asking too many hows, the why is not strong enough. The why is not strong enough. The belief is not strong enough. That's why you're asking too many hows. Very, very important concept. You need to have a strong why. Because a strong why gets you to where you need to go. Just think about yourself. How? How? How am I going to do it? How am I going to lose weight? You don't have enough why. You'll figure it out. You'll pray for it. You'll figure it out until this happens. Another great, great thing. Again, these are, these, these, all these tools are here are really from these books and also Brian Johnson. Another great, great concept. It's very, very important, again, to pray, play offense versus defense. 
Create your life so you don't, do your temptations do not arise. This guy calls me the other day. He says, I ended up in the Tel Aviv nightclub. How could I do the 40-day challenge? Like, how did you end up in the Tel Aviv? Did somebody hijack you to the Tel Aviv nightclub? And you're asking me how you did, why, how, what can I do for the 40-day challenge? And you're telling me you're hooking up with girls in the Tel Aviv nightclub. Like, what, what is there to talk? I mean, what do you... One thing is if you fell. One thing is if you did. Listen, what happened? The next girlfriend. You're in a Tel Aviv nightclub, for God's sake. You're in a Tel Aviv nightclub. What, do you, what kind of willpower can you have? God knows what happens in Tel Aviv. But what can possibly happen? So that is, is asking, that is, a, that is a person, again, not, no judgment, but there's no doubt. How can, how can you have compassion? How, what kind of answer can I give, can I give you? when you're telling me you're in a Tel Aviv nightclub and you're talking to me about the 40-day challenge and you've pretty much, you're broke, you have no money, you have no soulmates, you're 36 years old and you have nothing going for you and you don't have enough leverage to stay out of the Tel Aviv nightclub, then what kind of, how can I help you? There's no room. There's no pre-commitment. What offensive strategy do you have? There's no offense. Playing defense. How did I get here? So again, there's three types of people. People that make things happen, people that watch things happen, and people that say, I don't know what happened. This is what we're got, dealing with here today. And we can't just play, oh, Bizrat Hashem, BH. Yeah, that's not enough. You, you, your Creator wants you to have willpower. Reb Nachman tells us, I want you to do at the end, in the beginning. What you do at the end, you need to do it in the beginning. So as much as we think, nah, 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 you know, Breslov is all the... It's all, all, all top performance psychology of Rav Nachman's teachings. Every, all, all of it. It's just it's in the language, you don't see it. But all of Rav Nachman's teachings is nothing more about ultimate discipline and discipline is freedom. It's all what Rav Nachman's teaching. Is, there's nothing more but discipline and top performance in his teachings. The world sees it completely different. Doesn't mean, now, doesn't mean if I'm not hitting my goals, I have to go and, and destroy my self-esteem. Then what Rav Nachman's telling us is, okay, Azamra, pick yourself up again. Let's go. But we, we, st- we still need to hit the goals. We can't just say, oh, I tried. It didn't work. Azamra. That, Azamra. I have the good points of me. That's not enough if you're in a Tel Aviv nightclub and you have, you know, you're playing defense all day long and asking what happened. Or, you know, Gadali, what do I do when I have five donuts in my face and I don't want to eat them? Don't, don't ever call me with that kind of question. What are, what are you doing? Or tell me I want to go on a diet when you have, you know, you have, you know, Oreo cookies in your hand. Rest of the, come on. You, you have to go to your creator with that. Then mercy comes. You can't, there's no mercy without that. I can't express that enough. And sometimes we need, we need tough love. We need a little tough love. You, you need just chesed without gavura is worthless. It's enabling. It's enabling a person. So we need that tough love. We need that tough love, etc. I wish I got... Listen, part of the reason why I'm doing this class is, is because, again, when I, did my, when I was going through my challenges, I didn't get the right advice. Did not get the right advice. I got a lot of fluff. You know, I got a lot of this. No, no interchange. Just, okay, Bizat Hashem will work out. Say, say to Hillen 24, 150 times. You know, go to this segula. What are you talking about? There's major issues of consciousness that are not attracting nothing. So, 
There's no Yeshuot without, without gratitude. There's no Yeshuot without a shift in consciousness. Not, you're not going to see it. So that's very, very important. Pre-commit. Don't go to the grocery store. That's where the willpower has to be. In the grocery store. It cannot be in your, in your pantry. If it's already in your pantry, you're lost. So the same thing. You have certain numbers. People have certain numbers on their phones that they shouldn't have. They have no business with these numbers. And they can't say, I need a miracle. I need to be saved to not sin with this person. What are you having them in the phone in the first place? That's not, you can't get the Yeshua like that. Understand? You, you got it? One thing your Creator will help you is you come to Him with truth. You have to come to Him with truth. And that's where. Now, let's say you do have a commitment strategy. Let's say you are serious. Okay? Let's say you are serious. And remember, all of these strategies will lead you to healthier self-esteem. And to more confidence. And then once you have that, most of the problems that you're going to have, you'll realize are not real problems. But when we don't have this self-esteem, when we don't have this confidence, then we think the world is the cause of our problems. It's a shift in complete, complete perspective. So, let's say you do have this issue. Okay, you have a, you, 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 you caved in. You caved in willpower-wise. So then you have to say, there's a great concept called, if then, pre-commit, if this happens, then I do this. Let's say, for example... I, a great strategy could be, for example, let's say you're in the 40-day challenge and you fall. Okay, it's going to cost you $100. If I fall, it's going to cost me $100. You have to create boundaries. If I do this, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give $200 to charity. So that's a good if-then. You understand? If I don't learn 10 minutes, I'm going to wake up at 2 o'clock in the morning and do 20 minutes. You, you're, you're, putting, you're holding accountability, which is responsibility. Anytime I'm holding any form of accountability, responsibility, Kabbalistically, this is referred to as building a keli, building a machut. You understand? Because to the extent that you have this, let's say, God, let's say you can manage one business really great. Then you can ask God for another one because you have a game set. But if you can't even manage one business, right? How can you ask him for another one? So your ability to build that vessel, build that malchut, which is that kingship, your responsibility for your actions, that allows you to draw more money, more responsibility, more growth in all areas of our life. So we want to also write down, you want to have bright lines. It's very important. Anytime you're trying to hit a goal, you have to have bright lines. Be specific. If I fail in this, I'm going to do this. If I do this, I'm going to do this. You have to pre-commit. If I'm, you know, our sages, this is, you know, the whole idea that a person would have a bad dream, God would make the, the segula for a bad dream is to fast. Now, why in the world would, 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 would a person have to fast after a bad dream? Because God's telling you, listen, you got to reboot here. What you're doing, what's happening, I sent you that dream. That's why our sages said a bad dream is better than a good dream. Because a bad dream gets you into action. Into action. Very, very important concept. Effective stress versus relief stress. We all have a form of stress that we, we go through. Um, now, what are, what, are some, what are some effective, as far as effective, what, what do I do practically? What's effective ways to release stress? Again, meditation, music, 
exercise, you know, connection, ineffective, the wrong foods, alcohol, too much phones, too much zoning out. So we want to focus on empowerment. Anytime effective strategies, you want to focus more on on things that are going to not light up the dopamine uh, uh, right away. Delayed dopamine, delayed dopamine, not, not so fast. So again, think of your relief strategies. Go for a massage instead of going to, you know, being on your phone for three hours. It's very, very, very important to unwind a little bit. Studies are also showing that your ability to have, and this is very true, by the way, certain foods have high glucemic. So what happens is when, you, when the glucose goes up, you have very, very, very low willpower. Anytime, for example, let's say I eat sugar, Okay. When I have no glucose left, because if I'm going, anything that, you're, anything that spikes high, it's going to end up going down. So anytime that I have sugars and I have foods that are, in a, you know, that are going to basically going to, they're going to, they're going to hike up your glucose, then what's going to happen? You're going to go down. Like you, you, if you ever ate a heavy breakfast, if you ever ate something heavy, you had energy and then boom, it was gone. And when you're tired, you're not going to have that willpower. This is why our sages tell us, if you're hungry, angry, lonely, and tired, halt. Don't do it. Don't do it. Because your, glu- your, your willpower is very, very depleted. And what happens when our willpower is depleted? That's when we cave in to the, the wrong foods, the wrong situations, the wrong people. And that's what happens. And then you end up recovering from all this. Remember, now you have to recover from all this. But in long term, when you go... And you, and, and you run away from responsibility, it takes a hit on you. You understand? Because confidence is all about recognizing, I can handle this. But when I don't have any history showing that I have self-control in any area of my life, then how can I go and handle new things? So that's the problem. That's the problem. It doesn't allow you, it basically stumps your goals. So when you see people all the way long, parting, parting, what are they hitting? They're not hitting anything. They're hitting happy hour. That's all they're hitting. But they're not hitting goals. And ultimately, yes, it's fun. It's cute. The pictures are nice. But at the end of the day, there's no, there's no growth. And that's going to that's gonna pay. You know, that's going to pay. You're going to pay. You're going to pay. And this is where I tell guys all the time. Yes, sometimes you're dating a girl who's, who's, who's Jewish. She's tougher. She's more, you know, she wants to help you grow. She's not, uh, you know. She's not going to tickle your feet and, and give you a manicure. It's not who you're marrying. You know, you're marrying a girl that wants to grow. You know, she's chokhmah. And sometimes they want to choose easier girls. That they just, no problem. She's nice to me. She does, but you don't grow. She's never going to call you, out, call you out on what you need to be called out. So that's where you, 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 it's very important that you need a, you, a person needs a spouse that also that has... A desire to also grow. You can't just have a spouse that just it's enabling you also. And okay, there's a level to that also, but but just think about long term, you will be happier when you do have growth. Bottom line. So let's watch the glucose. Let's watch the glucose specific breads you eat today. The the the, uh, the diets today with the all the snack foods and all this it just bumps your glucose and then you, you crash. You crash. Sugar, candy, chocolate, sh- crash. It has to be low, 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 low. You know, that's why I, the breads I eat, very, 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 very low. It doesn't, it doesn't spike it. This is why 
It's very important to have foods with fiber because fiber itself will allow, will give you more self-control. And that's what he's saying here. Exercising self-control in areas improves in our lives. They, people smoke fewer cigarettes. They drank less alcohol. They kept their homes cleaner. They washed their dishes instead of leaving them on the sink. They did their laundry. They procrastinated less. So people with self-control, you procrastinate less. Because what happens when we procrastinate more? We just leave, we have so, so, so many things. So we spoke of, again about some pre-commitment. Another thing is, another way science t- is telling us that... Cleaning your office, cleaning your house, cleaning your room, cleaning your headspace, very, very, very important, up to 25% more clarity. Just having a clean space. Clean. It's funny, my wife, when I when first got married, she's a, she's a cancer with a Virgo moon. So this is OCD, perfectionist, etc. She took all my clothing. She gave me a desk with no... You had, you're putting nothing on your desk, painted all my walls white, my whole house is white, but you walk in there, there's clarity. There's clarity, right? there's no question. But when you have this book, and that book, and that book, back, there's no clarity. So there's very, very important to have that, that space of clarity. Nothing on your desk, just clean. So studies showing, because what happens, you, you're focused on this. Otherwise you pick up this, you pick up that, you pick up that, and you pick up that, etc. Very, very, very important. And again, another very, very important thing is, is exercise. Studies are showing that when a person is, is, it works out, it has the equivalent of both Prozac and... Prozac and what's the other one that... Um, Prozac and there's another one. Prozac and the one that makes you focus. Ritalin. Working out gives you four to five hours of endorphins. The science is behind this book called Spark. It tells you the neuroscience says when your person works out, he has four to five hours of endorphins, which is so true. I think all the yeshivas should take one, build a gym in every yeshiva, get the guys for one hour just to work out, to resharpen the brain, and they would go back in there with tremendous different energy completely. I, I just think sometimes there's some amount of things a person studies eight hours, seven hours in a row. How much can his mind handle? I think that one hour of 45 minute reboot, when you go back, you, you look at things completely different. So working out today, for, to not work out today, is almost like taking a depressant. Because you have the equivalent of Prozac and Ritalin. Studies are showing. So this is, there's no greater tool today. Even if, oh, I can't do it, it's hard. Do it! You'll see the difference in it. You'll see such a difference in that. That's another way to build. To build. You know why? Because this is a... Um, working out is a great way to show that let's say you're, you're in the gym for 30 minutes and you want to leave in 20 minutes and you're like no I'm not leaving until 30 minutes so you, it forces you to start building that willpower it forces you to stay and not just cave in to the constant moves another thing is also sometimes we over breathe so for willpower also you want to under breathe so that means you want to hold your breath for example, when I hold my breath, I'm in the moment. Think about it. Hold your breath. You, you cannot focus on anything else when you're holding your breath. So it teaches you don't over-breathe also. Monitor the breath. For example, if you're on a treadmill, if you over-breathe, you're going to be anxious and you're going to get off of it. So also for willpower, we have to slow the breath down. So all of these, again, these are all great tools, whether to wake up in the morning or sometimes. And the last one, we're going to do one more. 
or even even doing his bodidut. You know, you get there and you want to talk to your creator, you have nothing to say, and you're confused, you don't feel like it, take a couple breaths. Just you have to be able to just calm down and let get into that mood, get into that flow. It doesn't come ninety percent of the time, it doesn't come right away. You have to build that willpower. And you'll see, I can tell you from my own experience, the best prayers I've had, the beginning of it was I didn't want to do it. As I got into the middle of it, it started opening up. And at the end, they were the, probably the best prayers. Very few times do I wake up and go straight into a prayer with peak state. Very few times do I remember that. Remember, we go, we go there. We have to build that willpower. Same thing with prayer. It needs chizik. It needs willpower. Prayer, learning, classes, all, that, all of this builds it. But when you do it, you start recognizing, you start pre-commit. And this is where the last strategy he says is burn the ships and pre-commit. Burn the ships. And he talks about Cortes when they first battle, first battle, they knew that basically they told the, the Cortes said, listen, you have two options. <laughs> you conquer the island or you die. And he burnt the ships in front of their face. Can you imagine? Imagine just going into a goal and saying, I'm not leaving here until I come out of here. Imagine you said, I'm not leaving this until I do 30 minutes of his bodhidut, no matter what, I'm burning my ships. That's it. Burn the ships. That also helps. When you have no other option but to burn the ship. Remember, you have to use strategy against the evil inclination. And these are all great strategies on how to build that willpower. Because overall, if you cave in to the instant gratification of the phone, the instant gratification of the food, the instant gratification of this, on a constant level, it's going to affect your self-esteem. And you're not, going to like, you're not going to be willing to likely go for higher goals or enter into higher relationships when you have no confidence. Because you're going to say, I don't have confidence in this. I'm going to get confidence in this. It's never going to work out. So this is why it's very, very important to go into this and build this muscle called willpower. Have a great day.